0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a pint with Peter, an informative and somewhat comedy podcast. Whereas my dad likes to put it, we are bridging the intergenerational gap. Now, Dad, we left off last week discussing how falling between the gaps. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm trying teeth. to see how to break it down. Now, people using COVID to get back to survivalism, growing their own vegetables almost regretting back to the days of the sixties.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think just to recap last time we were chatting, um, I was born in the fifties. So in the sixties, I was obviously, you know, 10, 11 years old. Um, so I'm not really, uh, people like me, I'm not really a sixties child. I, I came to kind of awareness really in the 1970s, but um, clearly I do remember the sixties. And last time we were talking about the kind of limited uh, physical horizons that you're faced with now. You know, the guy in in America I speak to now, as you know, he has a, a small holding in Costa Rica and... Uh, as you know, it's a big birthday for me next year, and one of my plans was to actually uh, go over to Costa Rica and spend some time with him. But um, it's not going to happen. So, like the 1960s, I'm going to have to settle probably for a, a wet weekend in in Wales. Uh, yeah, I had the paper. I got the newspaper at the weekend, and uh, I've seen it over and over and over again. But in the newspaper, there were k- kind of ten tips for staying sane. Um, it's all the kind of stuff that you may be would be able to do in Wales, you know, your wild swimming and your woodland walks and, uh, you know, communing over fish paste sandwiches and so on. Um, And things are getting so bad, even your kind of avocados are under threat now, aren't they? Did you hear about that? I saw that article. I didn't know avocados were under threat. Avocados are kind of implicated with murder. Yeah, it's becoming like a drug business. So, uh, I don't know what your waitress people are going to do. I mean, as we're talking, yeah, the last, um, what, 24 hours, I've I found out that I can't go to the gym anymore. Oh, really? Somebody has um, contracted the nasty spiky little bastard at the gym. Oh, Jesus. So, so that's gone. Okay, uh, so we're now quarantining for two and, weeks. Uh, Couple of the families I work with—they've uh, gone down with it, so the whole family. We're definitely quarantining for is two weeks. in isolation and uh, talking about Wales. Probably um, to beat the po-faced announcement that no doubt will be on the TV tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm, we're going to have to go to Wales because I think they might even close the borders. Yep,
0: you have to speed down there to close up the caravan.
1: So that's right. So. I think I think what I think what you've got now that it's down to I guess a lack of trust from, well I don't think there's a lot of trust in the government at the moment is there I mean do you trust them
2: No, no, you don't Far from right? it. So
1: so in a nutshell, you don't trust them, and uh, a lot of the. Um, stuff I've spoken about to you before, particularly linking to my own kind of cavalier youth. I think when I was a very small boy, everybody did have a a marked sense of personal responsibility but I think as you've seen all the kind of spasms and paroxysms of various youth movements and the kind of um, stuff that goes on under the banner of freedom. I don't, I don't think there is an awful lot of individual responsibility out there as much as there used to be. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think, I think a lot of the problems you're looking at now, and again it's an 80-20 thing, I think 80% of, of the people do do the right thing and uh, you know, they follow all the diktats. But I think you've got that kind of twenty percent who who don't, um, and what you've got is a, a kind of prospect now of, of crippling economic problems, haven't you, and social damage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm amazed. Uh, in some ways, I mean, the '60s, particularly the late '60s, were a time of pretty violent revolution, you know, in in, in the 60s, uh, 68, I guess it would be. I mean, there were uh, mobs in Paris that were, you know, ripping up the flagstones and chucking them around and so on. And the French government was actually on the verge of being toppled. Mm -hmm. And you obviously had all the the anarchy uh, stuff going on in the stage, you know, against the Vietnam War. So what I I think I'll try and do tonight is (laughs) to to try and wrap up the CV19 kind of discourse and uh, move on to something that, um, again, is one of your top tens for staying sane, which is listening to and enjoying music. Um, I can agree to that. And I think what I'd like to do is Run run through what I think an individual like myself and the people I uh, was around would have experienced vis-a-vis music because um, although I probably do appear ancient to you I, I find it quite incredible that somebody in the boomer generation would have seen the uh, growth and development of, of teen culture that wasn't really there before it's quite amazing really you know, stuff that you take for granted simply, it simply wasn't there so just to round up round off. I think this period, because I want to build on the positives, I think what you've seen is if you look at the environment, I think there's been lots of good stuff, hasn't there? I think it's called the Anthropocene, isn't it? Have you heard of that? No, I've yeah. not heard so of that one. I think the anthrop- anthrop- this is the period we're going through at the moment um, where, you know, the environment is definitely changing. And I-, I made a few notes over the last few months. I mean, you had seahorses in Dorset. Uh, yeah, seahorses yeah. Seahorses in Dorset. You had porpoises gambling in the, British ch- in the <laughs> Bristol Channel. Yeah. And you remember those... Goats coming down. I was hoping you'd mention goats, that. Yes. That was my favourite story of lockdown. And, and wandering around London, no. And I, I'm reading a lot of stuff at the moment around rewilding, and I think I think what is quite remarkable: if you give the environment even a couple of years, you you can return to you can you can reverse you know what's taken decades to mm. to destroy. It can be yeah. reversed quite quickly. I think that's very positive. If it'll continue, is is another thing, isn't it? Because you know, you, you can't you can't live on nature in a way, can you? You know, the way in which we live, we live in a very very materialist society. Yeah,
0: it's always like argument, isn't it? Like you could even just get rid of your car, but even lighting your house, you're still polluting. Right.
1: We are addicted to things. There's no question. I don't I don't care who you are. I mean, sometimes when we're in Wales. You do see individuals who uh, look as if they could have been around in the hippie period. (laughs) And I I think they do gravitate to places like Wales. And that they have possibly, some of them being, if you want, living off the land for possibly decades but i think it's very very hard to do very hard to do i mean i I think to be honest with you uh going back to the 70s um you remember i talked to you about um you know we're going to get a little cottage and set up a commune and so on and so forth I, i think a lot of those um individuals and groups Sadly, we're probably also claiming the doll. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. On, on the one hand, you, you were purporting to be alternative, but in fact, you were still largely dependent on the
0: state. Mm. It's even like the simple things. I love it when you see a very like active hippie say person and and they'll be in Starbucks or they've got an iPhone and it's like you'll preach about consumerism but still happily have those things. I I feel like you can never truly be. To completely
1: remove yourself Yeah, Yeah, I mean because I was watching something the other night coming from India you know when I was in India all those years ago and I mean people generally have nothing whereas now i'm not suggesting they all have it by the way you, you do see we saw it in burma you know you can have shanties with a satellite dish outside it's really it's really bizarre or or, you, or you'll have individuals um you know with iphones and yeah
0: that's even if you watch those programs on channel five about people struggling but they've got 10 feet plasma tv yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: That's the classic, isn't it? Yeah. That is the classic. I I won't go there because uh, I must say, when I was in education, the number of staff rooms I've sat in where, you know, this conversation's come out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, it's even when I was working in a game shop. Like I said, I'm not going to go too much into it because I don't want to seem judgmental. But my my manager, it would always piss off my manager because, you know, throughout the day, she'd serve people clearly on the dole, getting too playstation 4s just so their kids wouldn't argue and she said five o'clock would roll around and like a mum who's clearly been working all day would like quickly run in trying to get one and be like oh sorry we're sold out yeah and yeah. she said it would eat, eat her up a little bit because yeah. she was like it's a bit unfair yeah it's i think to,
1: to wean yourself off the technology would be a remarkable achievement
0: wouldn't it, mm.
2: it would i mean it's, it's so ingrained In culture, it's almost impossible. You're making a huge sacrifice if you're going to do that. Well, in some ways, it is the culture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if
1: you've been following them. There's only three programs. I think they are really excellent. It's Grayson Perry. Yeah. 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 States, and he's trying to make sense of what's happening in the states, and um, and clearly, a lot of the uh, division the gulf between people is actually fueled by the media isn't it yeah uh and if if you took that away I, i think we maybe would have a slightly better world i mean i think the big thing is you talked about cars um i think another positive of this period for a variety of reasons is less less traffic on the roads isn't there and apparently in in large areas of the British Isles the actual uh, air quality has increased considerably Whereas I think pre-COVID, you were heading for what I call Carageddon. So it's like Armageddon with cars. Um, I, I did a little bit of research. Um, do you know how many people are involved in in fate, You know, they lose their life in car accidents in this country generally. Each, let's each, let's see. Let's see if we can each guess, year. Chris.
0: I'm gonna go two hundred and forty. It's
2: actually seventeen hundred. Oh,
0: Chris, I you need to get a chance. To go chance to I was going.
2: I was going to go about two thousand. Where are you? Yeah. Yeah, if I'm honest, I'm, I'm more optimistic. It's an
1: average, apparently, of 1,700 annually. Oh, that's incredible, isn't it? And I, I don't know where these figures come from, but I've read that uh, 30,000 per annum die from the pollution that comes from motor vehicles. Wow. 30,000. Wow! Wow! It's incredible, Not isn't somewhat? it? Yeah. I mean, my my theory, having worked in educational settings. Uh, yeah, you know, for decades, uh, I think an awful lot of the the illnesses and kind of malfunctions that modern kids have are down to environmental
0: pollution. Well, so like things like asthma. 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 Yes. Yeah. Well,
2: there was a, I, last year there was um, a family that took a London borough to court because they hadn't done enough to reduce pollution. Sure. Yeah. Um, because and their child had asthma and was suffering really bad because of the pollution. And they took the, the borough to court. And successfully I can't, I don't, I only carried the case through. I only saw that they were taking him to court. I don't know whether they successfully did it, Yeah. but they were doing. quite interesting. It's
1: astonishing. I mean, I, I, I do think uh, if you want to put a best case scenario, future generations will look at this time and say, you know, look at these people going from place to place in these gas guzzling monsters. You know, it, it, I think in the future it might be seen as um,
0: unusual. I mm, yeah. well, can hope it goes that way. Where yeah. We've improved on ourselves. So I've
1: told you before, uh, if you chat to um, somebody, you know, maybe who's a couple of generations behind me, it it, wa- it wasn't so long ago that if you lived in a street and, and uh, X, Y, or Z, Actually, had a motor vehicle, it would be something that people would talk about. Whereas now, I mean, without without being hypocritical, I mean, you you've had a car, you know, your sister has a car, um, mum and I still have a car. It's unbelievable.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's all like going back to your point. People like if they, they had a car, it was talked about. I think it got to a point where. If people had two cars, it then became talked about on a street. And now it's it's the norm. But at my house, we've got two cars. Two-car family.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. It'd be be a a metric, wouldn't it? Success. I, I think that's part of the problem you know how do you measure status and so on and, and I think a motor vehicle is still up there yeah. I mean for me I'm probably in a in a minority here I, I just don't get personalised number plates no I don't mind. no I don't really I mean, get there's, it there's one up the road here I don't I don't get it unless I'm misreading it it says liar It <laughs> is liar you know so who, who, who's
0: I can't even think you know, of a way you'd no. get it
1: The other being my bonnet. I mean, I actually call me a fuddy-duddy. I actually switch the sound off on my adverts. But the paradox for me with with motor vehicles is when you see these cars, you never see them in uh, a realistic context, do you? So you see a Volvo for driving around a kind of Scottish, you know, Scots pine forest, don't you? Or, or in mean, the next image in my head, is kind of gr- gurning hipsters joyriding in a Renault <laughs> on some early morning kind of deserted Paris boulevard. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so far away from the reality of being stuck in a bloody jam somewhere, you know, sucking in all the pollution, or, you, or even Skoda. The last Skoda ad I saw, it was going over these bloody sand dunes in Morocco. Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. completely kind of deconstructed. De- uh, and the Land Rovers, they're always in Iceland, aren't
0: they? Mm. You know, yeah. over a... I kind of didn't notice that until my dad mentioned. I think I noticed that. Yeah, a car advert came on of some kids driving around a city, you know, like London, it was just empty. You know, yeah, like, yeah. all the streets were yeah. always yeah. deserted.
1: We must film it at kind of
2: four <laughs> o'clock in the morning or something. They do. Um, in the Scottish ones, I had to do like rolling roadblocks for the Scottish ones. That's the one. Yeah. yeah they, have a, they have a rolling roadblock as the film in it. <laughs> That's why, like, place like Top Gear always go up to Scotland because, like, there's, you can have roads that look stunning but are very quiet and they're easy to close off. Yeah. Ah, uh, is that what they do? Mm. Uh, they're very easy to close off. I mean, I think you, Russ, you, you've had
1: real problems with this, haven't you? Where they've, um, in Manchester, tried to promote bikes and and walking by basically coning off sections of the road. How did you find that?
0: Annoying. But like, it was okay, say, during lockdown, because no one was driving. But then when the offices opened up again, you'd be sat in traffic and probably, I'd say most of the time, no cyclists using that lane. Mm. And me and Chris have a memory of where we were walking down one of the roads this group of cyclists past us not even using the oh lane choosing God. to use the pavement instead of the lane wow Given to I mean it, we just it annoys it. <laughs> me so much when they don't use the lane yeah the lane I, I think I mean, it's just because you sat there in, in traffic with one empty lane and no cyclists using it mm. And then it kind of goes against what you said about trying to correct air pollution. Yeah. There's a lot of
1: anger around cyclists, isn't yeah. really? Well,
0: well, funny story as well again with these lanes. One time, I think me and Alex, could have been the first time we were driving here after lockdown. All the cones had been moved to one side. Ooh, so we were like, whoa, oh, they're finally taking it down, you yeah, because lockdown restrictions. It, but it was just it an angry. Yeah, when we were driving back, a man in a luminous jacket was putting uh, them back. Putting them back, <laughs> yeah. So
1: yeah. I haven't been to London recently, but I believe in London. They've made attempts to actually pedestrianise yeah. large areas. Yeah. And they, what Street. they've done, I haven't, I haven't seen. Them, is they put planters, you know, those big plant. Have you seen?
2: Yeah, this? they're doing it in Manchester as well. All oh, right. Down parts of Deansgate So what uh, goes in nice planters? And lettuces and cabbages, and trees and, oh, and just right. plants. Okay. I think, it's, and you know, makes it look nice. I think a lot of the the anger towards cyclists comes from sort of like the Lycra Brigade, you know, sort of like the the weekend cyclists who are on the road racing bikes and they're about five or six across a lane and they don't move over when they've got cars behind. I think a lot of the anger that goes towards cyclists comes from people being stuck behind those and they're inconsiderate.
1: I I hate to say it, but I think there's a little bit of a class dimension there, to be quite honest. There is. I think... Uh, you know, I hate to stereotype, but I think in a way there is a particular type of usually male who who goes for this kind yes. of gig, isn't there? I mean yeah. we know they're called mammals and so on. No you know no. Middle aged man in life. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mammals. No, no, mammals, yeah. That's a good one. But where, but when you you know, if you're talking about bike envy, I mean often when they pull up and you you can see that the you know the more top of the scale high end ones Mm. probably the bike and the
2: gear you're possibly looking you know maybe three four grand oh yeah yeah. and do you know what I'd say I came into in my old job I came into contact with some of them quite a bit on a Sunday morning when they're all on the way out to go cycling for the day and they are some of the most obnoxious people in the world (laughs) that's interesting (laughs) They really are.
1: Yeah, so it's a clear correlation yeah. here between being a mammal and being a bit of yeah. a twat, really. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Okay. Yeah, because funny enough, these planters, um, I was reading in the weekend, uh, apparently in London there have been reports of the heavy wooden planters being overturned <laughs> and others have been daubed with the graffiti. Yeah. And so them. they must mm-hmm. be out there overturning the yeah, plans. They're organised. Um, but I, I think if you're looking at uh, positive changes uh, from this situation, uh, in Milan, I don't know if you've ever been to Milan, but mm, it, no. it, it, I remember it being pretty horrendous, and also in Oslo. I haven't been to Oslo. I've been, I've been to Oslo. They, no, they now apparently have uh, pedestrian only
2: centres. Hmm. Uh, Oslo. Oslo has been pre- when I went uh, about a year and a half ago to Oslo, and it was pretty heavy pedestrianised then. Was it? Was it? And really? it was really good. So it could, that could be a, a thing of the future. I, I think. I think another
1: big danger to guys, particularly like you, Russ, who live near the centre, these frigging scooters they've started introducing. Have you seen those? Yeah, Yeah, but you know, the Boris, yeah. The Bo- they tried yeah. the Boris bikes in Manchester. No, it's those no. mobiles. A lot of them ended up in the canal. Yeah, didn't they? we they don't were, like to talk about They withdrew yeah. quite quickly. They were vandalised, they? are yeah. Chinese, I think. Yeah. They? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then it's funny because they kind of, because I remember in the early days watching the news report. And the owner was like, "Oh yeah, don't worry. We kind of calculate for loss because it, he's like, it's going to happen." Yeah, they but but,
1: calculate for the more. Yeah, living live in yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, like, I remember Alex telling me a story when she was walking back from the Met. She saw two guys like ramming a screwdriver into one, saying, wow. "Saying, oh, this is this is how you deactivate wow. it." Wow. And it's like killing a
1: robot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So
0: well, so. I, I remember reading articles because they would send people round. You know, to, if it was clearly in someone's garden, they'd send new staff members out to collect it. There was re- reports of staff members being spat on, oh, beaten up, just yeah, for trying to get yeah, these. Yeah. And then even I, I remember seeing one in altering them. That, that someone had chained up. Yeah. So only he could use wow. it. They're meant to be coming back in a different yeah. form there were Different companies launching them. Mm. Yeah. Good luck. And they're doing the
2: trials of the wow. those e-scooters. You see, going back to where this conversation
1: began, I think this kind of anarchic streak that British people have goes way back. It goes back decades. And I, I think you are up against that. And I think that is one of the reasons why we've got this tiered situation now. So I think in Liverpool, for example, you know, without being anti scouser I think they have always had a tradition, something
2: of a tradition of being a little bit uh, anarchic, do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I, mean I respect Liverpoolians. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. anarchic nature to a certain point, to be honest, because they've, I mean, they don't sell the sun in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, Liverpool that, that's, and, that's like, true, yeah. They've got all that behind them, so like, and they're all against Tories and, you know... They're actually quite organised in that way. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes... Well, it's, fun. it's,
1: it's funny you mention the sun because uh, this guy in the States was saying, oh, I've been on the internet and I've looked at the area where you live and you're obviously going to be in quite a severe lockdown situation. What do you think? And, and the sun, apparently, in, in today's edition, came out with exactly what I think and feel, that you need to protect the vulnerable clearly, but basically, for everyone else, if they can behave responsibly, mm-hmm. get on with it. That's that's I mean, you guys might disagree. Oh, we discussed it before that now it's it all
0: now it's all the young kids fucking it up for yeah. us. <laughs> I,
2: don't, I don't disagree, it's I think it's the key word is people who can behave responsibly, mm-hmm. yeah, which oh. is thin on
0: the ground, yeah.
1: Mm. Oh, you have, have you ever been to Athens? Yes, nightmare. <laughs> nightmare yeah. Yes, place. I mean I, I remember I first went to Athens in well obviously I went there on the way <clears> to <throat> Israel going way back I've been a few times and to me it's a nightmare have you ever been to it's called I was going to call it Ammonia Square I think it's called Ammonia Square possibly it's been a long time it's a then. massive square and it it, it it radiates out in about eight directions you know you got eight yeah. big roads coming off it um, it's one of the few times in my life it was like an exit Existential nightmare i i i just complete if you ever have you ever been re- genuinely lost it's really disorientating you you genuinely feel like you know that movie a few years back where he is in a massive traffic jam and he just gets out on the roof and kind of strips off and goes running off into the distance saying i can't stand it anymore no, you no. know the movie
0: all oh, I'm thinking is Lala one when you'll get out and yeah. start dancing. I'm, I'm thinking of the end of Peter Kay's Car Share. Wow, <laughs> I mean, that's, a, that's a reference to one, <laughs> Is it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but apparently in Athens, which is my car's in that scene actually. Is it? Yeah. That's a of Yeah, my
2: car's in that scene right in the back. Wow. But apparently in
1: Athens, they're building an elevated walkway mm. Around, mm. around the city. Do you know what I mean? I mean yeah. Obviously, so you can be up off the ground. That should,
2: that should be amazing. Is it going to be like Boris's walkway? Yeah, you mean the one <laughs> that's, the one that the one that's co- supposed to be across the River Thames? That costs, like, a load of money and never happened. Yeah,
1: sounds like HS2, which mm-hmm. is going to be around here. Sounds, sounds like most of awesome. the things
2: Boris does, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: let's not get <laughs> Let's not start on that We're again. i no, no, I mean, no. the other thing, of course you might regard as a positive is, you know, what I call couch work, you know, how of the office and office blocks and so on are becoming allegedly less important. What do you think about that? Do you oh, a positive?
0: Two minds for me, because, say, when I was working in the office, I had to get up at half five every morning just to get the met, met in, um, so that's a benefit, get a couple, hour and a half more in bed, but then at the same time, it takes away that social aspect yeah. which I think you. Know, I think everyone that I work with is, is what we miss most. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people miss most, to be honest. Yeah, because it's just being able to... Like, when we briefly went back to the office, it was just nice to be able to just have a chat with someone quite yeah. easily. Yeah. It's, it's not the same, like, on a screen. No. Just seeing someone in person, having a chat in person. It's just that um, spontaneous chat. You know, you pop to yeah. fill up your water bottle and you see someone... Yeah. you kind of can't do that on the laptop because you could choose to call them but they could be in the middle of something and you just inconvenience them yeah we and... are
1: social animals aren't yeah. we and um, I've spoken to a few people recently who who are definitely very clubable. Um, and definitely very sociable, but they say I I, I I'm sick and tired of Zoom. Mm. That sort of thing because it, it, oddly it can lead to misunderstandings and, and there's jumps mm. in it, isn't there? And uh, the yeah. amount
0: of time you just talk over someone, exactly, or that someone speaks over you, or you just sat in silence because you're like, oh, is 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 everyone done? Yeah.
1: yeah, maybe not such a positive then because I I was reading that uh, I think a few months ago would have had employers maintaining that people who were working from the couch if you want were actually more efficient and more effective but the latest news seems to suggest <laughs> that they're actually 25% less efficient you know what I mean yeah. So maybe there's been something of a sea change
2: in in, in their attitude Maybe was just a change in I don't know because I think it's to do with how often people are working from home. So I think a lot of people who work from home would have a couple of days in the office, a week maybe. Um, So, you know, you're always going into the office, whereas now everyone's at home constantly.
1: So you're suggesting, it seems to me, that the novelty has perhaps worn yes, off. I, I mean, think it's, so. It's a human
0: frailty, isn't mm, it? I yeah. suffer
1: from it terribly. You know, I get very enthusiastic over something and then gradually it tapers off.
0: Mm. I think it's because oh, well, yeah. we had a bit of a taste of freedom. Yeah. You know, you're kind of like, oh yeah, get back to the office, and then it's ripped back from you, and you're like, oh, I'm back here again. Yeah.
1: I think I think the other thing, talking about the technology, uh, and this, this is born out, by the stats, um, you are definitely, and it's part of this um, general re-evaluation of, of your life and what you want to be and what you, you know, what you want from life, is you've got this flight from the urban, haven't you? you, you I was listening to an item this morning, apparently house sales for you know, more rural environments uh, have increased something like 30%. Mm. Yeah, you know, you're not talking small numbers mm-hmm. here, and uh, in particular, I know your sister was looking at a place, wasn't she, in a very remote part of Caithness, and she was one of, of of half a dozen applicants. But all I think all the other applicants actually came from the southeast <laughs> Wow, and a yeah. couple a couple I was listening to this morning being interviewed. They both worked from Canary Wharf, and they, they bought a place uh, in a remote part of Yorkshire. So with, with the high fund, you know, it's uh, yeah. if, you're looking, if, you're, if you're a trend watcher, mm. you know, if you follow trends, it is quite an interesting development, but I think what you're talking about here is, will it be sustainable, or will it just be something with
0: novelty value that eventually... Yeah, will... I think you've also got to think about
2: different companies, what they things. Yeah, As like
0: well. at the moment it seems like easy, but then when things yeah are... when things come back to more mm, like reality, norm, yeah. you're
2: gonna have if you want to move, you see this couple that have moved to Yorkshire and work in Canary Wharf, and can, can work from home? What if they want to switch jobs, and if I they get might struggle to find a company that allows them to work from that distance. Yeah,
1: yeah. they might be burnt out by yeah. angry Yorkshire people. <laughs> <They're not gonna laughs> That's another interesting one, isn't it? It's kind of fitting in. Yeah. Fitting in. Because so I, I think, um, I remember donkey years ago, I um, moved over from from the city to Derbyshire, and the, the big idea was um, ooh, you know, nice summer evenings and, and weekends. We can go kind of hiking and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But um, I've got to be honest, within 18 months, the whole thing pulled, and I couldn't <laughs> wait to get back into, into town. Do you know what I'm saying yeah. because you you know back then I, I, I liked um, all the all the obvious stuff going to watch a film or going to a gig or something like that so although getting back to that uh, you know top ten ways of keeping yourself sane obviously you've got all the country walks and that kind of stuff I'm, I'm not sure in reality how, how kind of long term sustainable it is yeah, I, I mean
2: do you think I, people think about that before they make that decision so like probably all the, the amenities they have so close to living in a city like going to watch film like yeah, you say do you think I, they think I, that through
1: yeah I think I think it can be idealistic exactly um, I mean I, I think again it, 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 it's not to me it's an aspect of materialism isn't it I mean I um, was looking through my, my, my diary the other day from when I was probably about your age and um, even though I, I was um, Holding down the job and and was trying to um, you know build up a kind of professional identity and was reasonably ambitious. Uh, my, my big, I, I don't know if you describe it as a fault, but I was still going out drinking every other night. And I was certainly going to gigs and and so on and so forth and watching movies and. Uh, Going to the theatre and so on. I think I think it's very very hard if you if you are accustomed to that you do enjoy it to put that to one side. Um, I mean that's what I want to get on to. You know the music. Music has always been very important.
0: Everyone, We're going to leave it there for now with us teasing next week's episode with one of my dad's favourite subjects, which is music. Hope we didn't alienate any cyclists amongst our listeners. We are sure you are not all a bad bunch. Also, this week we've got some exciting news where we will be teaming up with another podcast. More on that to follow. If you're a fan of podcasts, I would recommend checking out our Twitter, at a pint with Peter where we always help promote other podcasts, which we think you will enjoy. And if you want to get in contact with us directly, use our email, apparentpeter at gmail.com. And I guess on that, on to the next one.